0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to my podcast, Becoming a Blogger. My name is Louise, and I'm here today with one of my friends, Lindsay from Stay Sweet Blog. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me. Yes. I am so excited that this worked out and we were able to set this up and chit chat because ever since. You started doing your YouTube channel and I was watching your videos. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I got to have her on my show. Um, but before we talk about like your YouTube, tell us about yourself and tell us about your blog.
1: So, oh, this is like my elevator pitch. Um, <laughs> so I feel like in a nutshell, I... Um, I grew up in North Carolina, but um, I graduated and um, after college and moved to New York City where I worked in the fashion industry for about um, six or so years. And then um, my husband and I decided we wanted to move back down south and I decided I wanted to use my experiences that I learned when working in the fashion industry and um, to start like a more lifestyle blog and, you know, just kind of share the tips and stuff that I've learned like along the way from, you know, going to... I guess my my degree in fashion industry too and just all the things that I've learned in school and just actually living it in the real world too and um, just kind of helping women look and feel their best at the end of the day.
0: Yeah and so how long have you been blogging?
1: So I started um, so we moved from New York to back down to Charlotte um, right when the pandemic was starting so last March or so. Um, So I've been doing it for about a year. And but I think, um, you know, of course, I feel like the first year is like always most difficult, because you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. And (laughs) I'm like, wow, I can't believe I've already been doing this for a year. And, um, and there's been some like reflection of, you know, am I really where I wanted to be in a year, but I've been trying to have more grace on myself of, you know, there's a lot that I learned this past year that hopefully right. now implemented in the n- next year, like go forward, I'll be able to pick up more speed and see more of that growth that I think everyone just assumes that they're going to get in their first right. year, which is not necessarily the case.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that is so funny that you say you've been blogging for a year, because I thought you had been doing this for much longer, honestly, just oh, from well, following. <laughs> I really you. did.
1: Um, yeah. But Sometimes I feel so awkward, so I really appreciate that. (laughs) No,
0: don't we all? And you just kind of have to embrace it. And it is what it is. It's a business. (laughs) Um, Going back to you, like, working in the fashion industry. So did you move to New York because you had a job opportunity there? Or did you move to New York and then find something? Like, how did you get into that?
1: Yes. So I went to nc state so they actually mm-hmm. had a really good um tech sales program and they do a really good job too which i kind of liked is they break out um by different colleges so they have like a specific college of textiles within nc state so it uh-huh. was nice that you still kind of got that like smaller college feel within a big university um so they had like career affairs, they had, they really pushed and try to help you get internships. So I actually got um, an internship with Ralph Lauren in New York City, my junior year of college. And then I ended up getting a full time with them when um, I graduated a year later. So it really, you know, and that's kind of where I've been, you know, trying to struggling where I found my target market, because I really do yeah. feel like I have a lot to share with people that want to get into and you know, at that college level, but then you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm probably, oh gosh, maybe like seven or eight years now, like out of college. So yeah. I feel like I'm kind of at like another stage in my life where I don't know if I can relate, like as right. much to you yeah. know, college no, right now you know, as much as uh-huh. I would like to. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's where it's like I've been trying to kind of find the balance of being able to share, like how I got into it and how i'm you know been interested in doing the different jobs that i've gotten um while also maybe for that older crowd that you know isn't necessarily looking to go in the fashion industry but just looking to kind of pick my brain of you know what to wear to you know a black tie wedding event or something like that because i feel like nowadays there's not that much focus which is kind of good and bad of um not really understanding how to dress and I think that like it's a good thing that there's not like you know there's pretty much no fashion rules anymore like you can wear whatever you want which is amazing yeah yeah -hmm. exactly which is like great like you know power to you to you know pull off you whatever um but there is like those basics that really if you want because there's so many times especially like you know with people in my family and stuff but like oh, like, I just don't understand why this doesn't look good on me. Like, you know, it looks so good on like the clothing rack, but then when I put it on, it just, and then they get so down on themselves that, um you know, it's not looking how they wanted it to, and they just hate to yeah. go shopping. Like, that's how my mom is. Like, I, yeah. she always laughs that. Yeah, that's the way, way my like, sister no... is. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I have no idea where you got this. Um, You know, <laughs> fashion bug from but um but she's because she like always never wanted to go like talk with me. she's like no 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 but I think yeah. it's because you know there's people that if you taught the right way to you know have stuff to make you look taller or thinner or you know whatever that maybe you feel somewhat self-conscious about um you know making that better through clothes and you know sometimes mm-hmm. I feel the fashion industry gets kind of a bad reputation of it being shallow or you know like something like that. But that's where I'm I guess I'm also motivated to kind of change that perspective and yeah really just make women feel good about, you know, the clothes that they buy. And it's not even it and I think that to go along with that, it's like it doesn't even have to be you know, Chanel, like there's things that like look good that are, you know, from like forever 21 and, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of my goal is, you know, helping women look their best without, you know, spending a ton of money and just learning the basics.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what I love y'all. If y'all need to go check out Lindsay on YouTube, what's your handle on YouTube? Is it Stay sweet or is it? So I, I,
1: I think it's under Lindsay France, my name, Um, but I do have my blog and stuff linked on there too. But I think if you search Lindsay France, it should come up.
0: Yeah. Okay. So y'all need to go check that out. I love in particular the video that you did about um, body shapes and mm. like different things that are flattering on different body shapes because it's so true and like you were saying people get so frustrated and are like why doesn't this look good on me <laughs> and it's just kind of like f- the fundamentals of like because yeah, your body it's like, is like, it's shaped like you. You. this which yeah. is beautiful <laughs> yes it, it, this is gonna look better on it like I know mm-hmm. for my body type like those really wide jeans that I think are so oh, yes. cute um look so bad on me because yeah. my hips are bigger, but my, yeah. my best friends, she can wear those all day long because her hips are smaller and she has smaller mm-hmm. legs and they look amazing. And I just, oh, I try to make them work every time, but they just don't. And it's just, yeah. it's okay. There, there are other things that yes. do work, but, um, I loved that video and it might've been the same video or a different one where you're talking about, um, you know, kind of like how you were saying, like, it doesn't have to be Chanel to be good quality you know mm-hmm. like you can find yes. like mm-hmm. educating yourself on the materials of clothes mm-hmm. and um you know different fabrics like that can go a long way and can save you a lot of money in the long yes. run mm-hmm. and I think a and lot that, of people don't yeah. know that <laughs> no I just yes. I yeah it... yeah the
1: um because that's actually what I did um when I worked in New York I was a raw material I, I'll spare you the you know technical jargon but (laughs) I basically worked with um like the fabrics and things like that and so I'm you know it's kind of a curse and a blessing because now when I go into stores I'm like oh this is like cheaply made or you know this is like good quality um but I mean there's pieces that I've had from like Banana Republic for years because I Mm -hmm. know like something like suede or um leather or something like that like is and I could tell by the stitching too like if it's gonna hold up or like last and so I think that that's you know and just to kind of caveat too is you know I hope what people take from that video as well is that which it sounds like you did which is great is that like every body shape is beautiful and that you know no matter like I, I actually had the same experience with the wide leg pants and I saw myself in a picture <laughs> once and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, don't ever let me wear these again. These look terrible. And I, um, and so I was like, as much as I love them, I, I'm the same way. I'm like pear shaped. So I carry my weight in my bottom half and, um, which is normal. I mean, a lot of women carry their weight in their bottom half. And so yeah. it's just, you know, and if, and by no means, if you want to, you know, wear the beats even if, yeah, you know, no. your parachute or something, like, you, you can, can wear it. Yes. But, this,
0: you know, <laughs> but just if you want to look your
1: best and right. look good in pictures and, you know, to feel like confident and like stuff like that, there are maybe better pieces to wear.
0: <laughs> right. And, you know, I look at them on that model who is you know six foot yeah. something and like a hundred pounds and I'm like okay exactly what does that actually gonna look like yeah. on me?
1: Yes, yeah. I know and it's so true and it's actually um you know it saved me a lot of money in the long run too because there were so many times where I was like why does this not look good and then I would just sit in my closet and I'm like yeah. I really need to be like practicing what I preach and that you know I maybe like this style and trend but it just doesn't look great on me. And it's like, I'd rather spend my money on something that actually does make me look good or, you know, talk up, I guess, or put emphasis on the areas that I want it to. So right. it does help save money in the long run too. So that's an added
0: bonus. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, um, so do you don't blog full time, do you?
1: Um, so technically, yes. Um, mm-hmm. so when I moved down, it's kind of a weird story that I am like. Well, and <laughs> I know kind of COVID backwards. makes
0: everything weird. So <laughs> yeah. it's like throw exactly. that in the mix. But
1: yes, I um kind of stumbled kind of backwards into this. So when I was working in New York, I actually kind of had a side hustle in baking. And I oh. really loved baking. I know it's like very random. <laughs> but um so when fun. I I, I know. And I actually was, um, so, well, it, pretty extensive in it. So I would um, pretty much, if there was a birthday at my work or something, like people would place orders with me. Like
0: I had like a whole like business running. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So had, like um... stay sweet has more than one meaning, literally. Yeah. So
1: that's <laughs> actually, yeah, it's like, actually that's where I got the name originally. So uh-huh. I started this baking business called stay sweet and um,
0: okay. it, it as kind of like,
1: Yes, as kind of like a stress reliever. Um, you uh-huh. know, with my stressful job in New York. And right. um and I actually had was pretty successful with it. And I've worked with like Domino Sugar and like a few other like, you oh, know, wow. bigger brands. And and so, which I was like, okay, this is like maybe I should be doing this. And (laughs) maybe this is my calling. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I was like, maybe, wow, maybe I missed my calling in life. Maybe I should have gone to culinary school. (laughs) But then, um, but then we decided to move back, and I was like, okay, this is it. This is my time because, like I said, like I, you know, had some pretty big like you know partnerships I worked on the past. I felt like you know if i got my kitchen certified i could probably do some type of home business like baking business out of my yeah. you know apartment and um and so then we moved and covid hit and there was like no events going on anymore there's yeah. nothing really <laughs> happening i tried to get my kitchen certified and uh it they weren't responding to me i think also because of covid a lot of the government right. you know offices were shutting down yeah and so um so i was like okay well i have no job like it was <laughs> kind of like the panic like mode like set in setting like, in something. yeah yeah it was like oh, holy crap like what do i do and so um so i was like okay well I got to pull back on, you know, what I have a degree in, what I have a job in and stuff like that. So I started blogging and, um, which is always something I wanted to do too, but it's kind of hard to do it in New York just cause it's like so busy and like everything. And, yeah. um, and so I kind of did another double meaning of the stay sweet phrase because when I was in New York, always every time I would get into an uber or just like start a new job or meet someone new they would always be like you're not like are you from here like where are you from because <laughs> they'd be like you know you're you're like too nice like and I was like oh well I'm, I'm from the south and they were like oh okay that makes, uh, so makes sense, sense. <laughs> and, and so I was funny. like okay sometimes I feel like I'm you know a tough cookie like I don't always think I'm you know like seven that nice, you know. I have to my own horn. Right. people just think that about me. But I think right. it's, it's such a contrast <laughs> in New York that um, people just always like. I was always talking to people and like stuff like that. And so, so I was like, okay. Well, I I like that phrase of like staying sweet, like no matter where you go in life no matter like where your jobs like take you I just like I at first I was like oh gosh like I don't want them to think I'm you know not tough enough to take on New York yeah, but then you know as time went on I was like you know what that's kind of like nice that people still can tell my roots you know through me that I haven't changed really so I thought that that was also a good name for my blog to um stay sweet and and have that what i was saying before kind of have that really grounded authenticity shine through um whether it's you know through fashion and stuff like that um, i still do baking on the side um a little bit i have a baking account actually too <laughs> but it <laughs> oh, is wow. been, uh, it's That's been taking so kind of a like a back burner right now so
0: right. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm, yeah. And like the last thing I need right now is to whip up a batch of cookies to eat yeah. in, all by myself. I know. Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah. Quarantine weight is real.
0: I know. Well, yeah. I absolutely love the meaning, the message behind your blog. I um, was, you know, I'll be moving to Boston in July. And I've lived in Mississippi my whole life. So Southern girl going to the big city. And then I was um, looking, just kind of like perusing at like job opportunities, like what was opened, like obviously too early to apply to anything yet. But I did see an opportunity with Ralph Lauren. They were like needing a stylist at like their Newbury location. And so I like had that in the back of my mind, like, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. And then I started watching your YouTube videos and I was like, oh my gosh I was like Grant my husband I was like no way I was like this girl I was like she worked (laughs) with Ralph Lauren and she is like you know from the south and lived in the big city and anyway so I I admire you very much and I think that that's awesome and I just love everything that you're doing um but I did want to take you
1: to oh sorry I was just going to say, there's like a, there's like a
0: lag. Oh, (laughs) so there's like a lag. So I feel like I have to wait. Um, (laughs) we are going to Boston. My husband has a a job there. He's working with an accounting firm in Boston. So that's what's taking us there. My sister lives
1: there and loves it. So, um, I feel like everyone I know that loves it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, she's actually, she's, she did live there. She's kind of an intern now. She wants to move to Vermont. So she's uh, like, i call with my family right now until she can find a place in Vermont. But I mean, she, I, if you need any recommendations in Boston, I can definitely help you
0: out. <laughs> well, right before we started recording this, one of my friends texted me and she was like, just found you a friend for Boston when you moved to Boston and just like <laughs> sent me her contact. And oh, I was amazing. like, I was like, okay, so how do you know yeah, her yeah. Like, where is it? and she was like, like, her about her. She's like I found you a friend so, oh, oh that's, I, a, that's a good friend I know I know I was like yeah. I'll take any connection I can find I will call her and yeah let know her before oh, we move that's out so there sweet. Yeah. um well I want to talk a little bit more about your YouTube channel because I know I've mentioned it here on my podcast before but I think YouTube is just gonna rule the world i think it's Mm -hmm. gonna outlast facebook outlast instagram i think Mm -hmm. that platform is it works for people and -hmm. people want to see videos and um it's so daunting to me because i think it's so much work and you really (laughs) are putting yourself out there and but like it's definitely on my to-do list after I like you know get my life together I feel like I always yeah. say that you know, after I get I'll my life together i yeah. yeah so after yeah. I get my life together I might do that um yeah. so tell us a little bit like how you got started how you do your recordings how you come up with what videos to do etc cetera, etc cetera. so
1: I haven't been doing it for very long so hopefully I can you know give some insight but I totally agree that what kind of got me onto YouTube to begin with was I felt like Instagram or at least, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I felt like Instagram, I was only attracting other bloggers and I really wanted to reach people that just maybe again, like wanted to know fashion and be around fashion, but didn't know where to start. And so I feel like, um, sometimes, you know, it's you don't necessarily go to Instagram to like search for it's not necessarily a search engine, basically. Right. And so no, I feel like I like, yeah. yeah. So I liked how YouTube has that search engine feature. And so I use this actually, it's called tube buddy, so T-U-B-E buddy. And um you can search keywords, stuff, and it kind of shows you um like if it has large search volume, if it's competitive, like things like that. So you kind of know. Mm-hmm if it's just going to get lost in the noise. Um, and then I kind of, that's where I kind of start. So I pick kind of a keyword that I want to do. And then I kind of do an outline. Like, so mm-hmm. I pretty much just do what I would do in a blog, but do it through video. And right. um, and so it's definitely awkward at first. You know, I, um, I watch, I mean, I basically went down a rabbit hole of watching so many different YouTubers and just how they talked, how they just, you zoomed in, you know, did dramatic yeah. effects, like things like that. And you definitely don't have to do that at first. Like, it's definitely um, a work in progress, I guess you can say. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just bought a book um, like about the YouTube, like algorithm and stuff like that. Because that's yeah. another thing that I like about YouTube is I don't feel like it's constantly changing. I don't feel like they have new features every now and then, but it's not this thing that you have to constantly feel like you have to beat it. I mean, I've heard a a lot of people say that.
0: I've heard a lot of people (laughs) say that, you know, like it's so much easier to grow on YouTube. And, you know, and I agree with what you said, like reaching people that aren't just bloggers, like, I mean, yeah. cause I literally, the amount of times I go to YouTube and I will search, I mean, just the random thing I'm looking for. Like I remember I was trying to edit a, like a reel or some kind of video and mm-hmm. I was trying to do it all by myself, but I couldn't get, I was editing it in iMovie and I couldn't get it to be long ways. And Uh I could not figure it out. And so I Googled it and there was a one YouTube video and it was this man in this (laughs) dimly lit room. And he was like, no one's probably going to watch this. Literally, he said that he was like, no one's probably going to watch this. Um, I mean, it had like 300 something views. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. Yeah, This was was exactly what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And so I agree. I I think YouTube is booming.
1: Yes. I I mean, i can't that's exactly it like i feel like i have so many times where i randomly saw a video and i was like oh, thank goodness for youtube because this is actually step by step of like what i need to do so yeah. there's definitely you know those crazy youtubers that do really random things but I, i'm hoping that it is a place i mean you can't really control the people who like subscribe like you can on instagram and facebook and other platforms um like you can't remove Bot followers and things like that if they kind of you know creep in which is kind of the one negative but from the some people that I've seen that I've subscribed so far they look like normal just everyday women that are looking for fashion tips and so that's immediately a bonus that I've noticed right off the bat is you know I not to knock any of the other social platforms because I feel like they all have their own place but that is something where I feel that people that are just maybe starting out it's really saturating the Instagram market because it's just oh well I'll just do Instagram or something like that because it's the easiest and the quickest Um, but I think it really does make a difference when you put that time and energy into doing a video because I mean I'm hoping in the long run that people can get to know me and something in ways that maybe a photo can't really do the same on Instagram
0: Right. Well, and that's why I love watching YouTube because I do, I feel like these people are my friends. Like I watch, um, Kelly stamps a lot. I know I've mentioned her before, but I Mm -hmm. will be crying, laughing (laughs) at this girl. And Grant is like, are you okay? And I just, I'm like, she's just so funny. And I just, you know, if you feel like, you know, these people, and I mean, even after watching, you know, the few of your videos, I like feel like I know you and not like know yeah. your voice and well, your mannerisms and um a lot of people don't make this connection but I so everyone that knows me in the real world knows me as yeah. Lucy so I uh-huh. am the Lucy that is common here in all of your <laughs> videos a lot of people don't put those two together but Louise yes. is like my real name but Louise is my nickname and I tried to change it on my YouTube channel but mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me so it I, I was like I guess she ever. knows that's me yeah.
1: <laughs> yes I do <laughs> because and then it's my maiden
0: ever. name too it's like my nickname and my maiden name I was like this yeah. is a completely different person commenting yeah. on this. but <laughs> yes
1: yes I I knew it, it was you. Yeah, I was like I had to like double like check it and then I was like oh okay so this is this is her
0: <laughs> yeah I know a lot of people like people in the real world uh, call me Lucy and I've gone by Lucy my whole life but um since Louise is my oh, legal so name, I'm trying to like <laughs> change everything to that because it gets complicated. Because yeah, yeah, I just want everything to be the same, and I want it all to mm-hmm. be Louise. And I also yes. I feel like I've grown into Louise now. And yeah, when I was younger, so I was elegant. like, Louise is <laughs> such a such a intense name. I can't take on Louise when I'm so young. But now, grown. Yeah. Into
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I know definitely. Um, I I feel like. That's the kind of name I would want for, like, my kids. Just those kind of unique, you know, maybe kind of older names that maybe isn't so common nowadays. I just think that's so unique, so I like it. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, thank you. Well, thank
1: you. Yeah. But that actually uh, reminds me, too, the, um actually the reason why I picked my name instead of doing Stay Sweet for my YouTube channel was um, – a lot of other bloggers that had or YouTubers that had talked about starting a channel really recommended using your real name instead of yeah. your blog name, just because it helps with if you ever want to do maybe like a vlog channel or something like that, or just kind of helping to like branch off of it, it's better just to start with your own name, because then it also makes it easily identifiable in the long run. So in case anyone, you know, was on the fence
0: about that. Right, right. I agree. Well, and it really makes it your, it's really your brand. like your business, like your name. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I know Elizabeth from Tall and Preppy. Like her handle is Tall and Preppy and her blog is Tall and Preppy. And whenever I'm talking, like telling Grant a story about her, I'm like, oh, well, Tall and Preppy today, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I call her Tall and Preppy. And it's so funny because on her stories, (laughs) she'll be like... Uh, refer to herself as tall and preppy, so like that's yeah. like hers so is just like she is tall and preppy, like which is I, yes, no, it's it's true though, because I I
1: feel like it depends on if you really want your brand to be what people identify like as the first thing right away, like the the other one that comes to mind is like the gal meets Glam. like that I was, was her just brand about to say that then, yes, yes i was just and about then to she say changed that to her real name so i feel like in the end everyone tends to just eventually switch to their real name so it kind of yeah. beats the gun of you know just like getting that um domain of the usernames and things like that yeah. it's just kind of better to get it up front than later on
0: yeah <laughs> well and even when she went from gal meets glam to julia engel and then from Julia Engel, and then she got married, and then she was Julia Brosenheimer. I was like, wait, yeah. it's always searching Julia Engel, Ju- Julia Ingle. Ingle. Yeah. but then she had searched it to Brosenheimer, and I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, but on. you catch you catch on and you adapt to it, but um, yes. anyway, yeah, yeah, that's funny.
1: I know, and that is true too. Like you were saying before, that across all channels, I mean, they were um, like even different you know mentors and coaches that I've had along the way too have said that even down to your profile picture should be the same across all platforms so it's just really good to keep that consistency and um and just making sure that people can identify you right off the bat
0: right yeah that's so true um well tell us a little bit like a little behind the scenes like I know you're still new doing YouTube but like logistically like how do you sit down and record a video? Do you record on a camera? I know some Mm -hmm. people just record on their phones. Do you have a separate Mm -hmm. microphone?
1: Yes. So at first, you know, again, like when I was going down the rabbit hole, it's like you could just spend so much time, so much money too on different equipment. And I do think it's important to invest in some things, which I'll talk about, but it's also going to, I feel like, important to not necessarily dive in so fast because there are, it is a learning process and a curve and you will yeah. feel like you want to give up because yeah. I do almost every day. So it's best to not just in case you want to put it on the back burner. Or stuff, you haven't spent so much money right off the bat. So the things that I got, um, was definitely, I got one of those like little lapel microphones, which mm-hmm. actually hooks into my phone. So I record all my YouTube videos as a now on my iPhone. Um, uh, okay. I, do yes so I do have a camera a nicer camera that I take for photos for my blog but it doesn't have the screen that kind of pops out so you can see yourself while you're recording which I prefer to do and I've tried recording on my nicer camera before too and it just was it was really complicated and you kind of have to have enough space like i would recommend like an external
0: hard drive or something right. like that
1: where you yeah. can because videos are big, so
0: much like that's a yes. big chunk of even just doing um like little reels and things and like trying to get a yeah. computer <laughs> to edit it it's like video is a lot yeah it's like so space. many
1: pic- pixels condensed and um so i have found most success with my iphone but with the iphone comes its own you know kind of Problems or just little challenges because um, it may not have as great of a sensor as like a nicer camera. So I've had to invest, um, which it's really not that much. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, which or how much it costs, but I got these kind of big stand-up lights from Amazon mm-hmm. and it has um, kind of nice, um, I don't know, like the blockers for the light or diffusers. Yes. Well. Yes. Um, we diffusers. have, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: I'm looking at ours right here. Grant has it on, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yes.
1: about. Yes. So I have those. I like to film during the day if possible. Um, but I would recommend doing it in indirect light So it's not too harsh or shadows. Um, So if I'm like kind of sitting by my window, but not directly, and I notice that there's some shadows on my face, that's when I'll bring in my extra lights and just kind of have them shine. So it looks kind of, you know, well lit, essentially. Um, Eventually, you know, we're we're also in the process of moving, um, but eventually I would hope to have kind of a room where i can set it up and then you kind of don't have to mess with it as much um and yeah. then so uh i guess i was like coming off and you feel like i'm rambling but <laughs> <laughs> no i'm soaking <laughs> this all in i'm
0: like okay okay yeah. taking notes
1: <laughs> yeah so um then the next is like after I record i'd like to um I actually have a stand where I put my phone that has the little, it's, I guess like a selfie stick and it has the little clicker button. Mm -hmm. So what's nice about that is I can kind of start a video or start recording. And if I mess up or something, I can immediately hit end with my clicker and then kind of know what was the last word and then jump back into it. So that I've realized helps kind of with the flow of things. Um, I'm trying to get better at, making sure that I'm still engaging because you know sometimes when you're just sitting there and talking you kind of forget that there's someone Um, on the other end that's going to be no I literally look
0: this is I keep my sticky note this keeps me on track every time before I record a podcast I just I write down
1: my thoughts
0: and it keeps me on track I know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) yeah and I and I feel like to that
1: point too like podcasts are even I would say more challenging than videos because you can't necessarily see the person to you know get engaged um so I think you know don't sell yourself short like podcasts are <laughs> definitely challenging too like that's something I would definitely not be able to do so um so then after I record and get all the clips that I want I actually edit it in the InShot app okay. and that was going to be another one of my actually, questions I liked it better than iMovie uh-huh yes So I, I like it better than iMovie because it, um, lets you zoom in on the clip, like how much you want, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And then they also have like really great, you can, um, speed it up. You can actually, if I felt like my microphone wasn't picking up as much of my voice, I wanted, I can actually like amplify my voice more. Um, Mm -hmm. you can add some text. you can add gifts, you can add, um, transitions between the different slides and music and things like that. Like it just seemed, at least for the beginner stage that I'm at, it seemed like it had enough to elevate my video to make it look a little bit more polished, Um, but at least more than iMovie did
0: yeah yeah well the editing i know is like well it's like first you go through you know you record the video you have the stuff and then it's like then you have to edit it and chop it chop it all the way down and i'm like oh man (laughs) what i mean i get so frustrated editing my blog pictures i was like i don't even (laughs) know if i could edit a video but how long does it take you to edit a video so
1: i can record if i start recording earlier Say maybe by like two ish. Because um, that's kind of when the light is good, like I was saying, where it's mm-hmm. not direct. Um, right. And then I can maybe record for maybe about an hour and a half, two hours. And then I'll spend, take a break, and then, you know, spend the rest of the night record or um, editing. So mm-hmm. I can record and edit in the same night if I'm right. really diligent about it. Um, yeah. What also is a good tip that kind of helped shorten down my editing time was. I would, while in the process of recording, I would delete the clips that I didn't like. So Mm -hmm. by the time I got to the end, it was pretty much in the order that I wanted it. The only kind of editing that I needed to do was just the transitions and, you know, the text and things like that. So that's really helped speed it up. I've also heard this um, fun trick that I'm not this extensive because this would I think (laughs) taking a lot longer than um than I would want but some people even like actually upload each clip already into their app and like edit it as they're going along so which is I mean they say it's great because it really makes it seamless in what you're saying because you're you're editing it while you're recording it but I, I think it's better, or just if you're starting out and don't want to spend a ton of time, um, yeah, that's just really advanced. Yeah, <laughs> like, that exactly. like some extra like, oh, brain power. Yeah, <laughs> maybe one day, but um, but I, I feel like I've done a version of that by if I delete the clip I don't want, I'll um, and before I start my next one, I'll go back and watch the previous clip just so because it's also something that I didn't realize at first until. I was watching my other videos is that you tend to say the same words and you don't realize it. (laughs) So I might say, for example, that body shape video, I might say body type over and over again, and you don't Mm -hmm. realize it when you're in the moment. But then when you watch the video back, you're like, Oh gosh, like I said this so many times, like there's probably a better word that I could have used in that situation (laughs) just so Mm -hmm. it makes it doesn't sound so robotic. Um, mm-hmm. which I think helps when you're kind of going back and watching the clip before you go into like your next one, it helps save a little bit of editing.
0: Right. Well, I didn't notice that at all. And I think <laughs> you're doing great and keep up the good work. And as you take a sip of your water, I asked the people if, um, they had any questions for you and we well, I have just a few. So we're going to end with some okay. of those.
1: All right. Um, sounds good.
0: So how did you get into natural slash organic beauty and skincare?
1: Oh, that's actually a good, really good question. Um, <laughs> so that's also something I kind of unwillingly got into, but again, mm-hmm. blessing in disguise. So when I was in New York, up until that point, I think it was about maybe I've been living in New York like a year and a half, two years, and I could put anything on my face. I was very, I I would not consider my skin to be sensitive at all. But then when Mm -hmm. I had been in New York with the, I swear it was either the pollution or I had used this retinol cream. And ever since I had, I was like, allergic reaction to everything like it was crazy like my eyes would swell like I would go to bed and my eyes would swell up and like I would have all these red bumps everywhere I mean it was crazy and it was like makeup i had been wearing for years so they say um you know again like I don't know exactly what it was. They say your body, you know, changes as you get older and things like that. Yes. Like you can become yeah. allergic to things. Um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> so I would say it was and also New York is a is very, very dry just because it's cold. And I also was living in like high rises and stuff too. So mm-hmm. I think it was just the different air and the cold too that like wasn't helping. And so I would say I would. I think I went like a year or two years, pretty much not wearing makeup. And if you knew me, that was, I think I was, I was probably pretty depressed. Um, And just because it was, I I loved makeup and I, I I loved just kind of that just trying different products and stuff like that. And I Mm -hmm. really felt that that chapter like aspect was kind of, at a standstill and, and especially when you're working in New York, you, you want to look done up and put together and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and And, and so I was really struggling. And, um, I mean, I was putting even things that they said were natural air quotes, um, we're still bringing out my skin. And I was like, Oh gosh, okay. Oh gosh. Like this is, this is fine now, I guess when I'm young, but I was like, eventually like when you're older, like you want to put anti-aging things on and you know, all that yeah. good stuff. And so I went to the dermatologist and I was like, you gotta help me. Like, what can I do? I was like, I've been using natural products. Like, why is this not working? And mm-hmm. she actually like what she said has stuck with me, but she was like, poison ivy is natural too. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to break out your skin. And Mm -hmm. I thought that that was so profound. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's like, I mean, and you think people have peanut allergies and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that people have that are allergic to natural things. And so I really made it my goal then to really test out as many products as I could. I mean, I got allergy tested. I I did like the whole thing. So, I mean, I'm glad that I'm now at a place where I, um, can share the products that have worked for my skin. And, Mm -hmm. but again, like I try to make that caveat, like what the dermatologist said, like, just because it, you know, works for me, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for everyone. And, um, and the clean beauty, uh, I guess, phrase isn't necessarily what people think it is either. Um, just because like I said, like just because it has certain products doesn't mean it's gonna, or ingredients doesn't mean it's gonna help for everyone. So, um, so yeah, it, it, but then also when I was like discovering all these products, Mm -hmm. it really opened my eyes to that. There is actually ingredients that are in products that could be carcinogens that could lead to other things, um, or other allergies and things like that. So I try to share those ingredients and talk about what I cut out. And, right. um, and I mean, I could go on and do a whole rant too about retinol. Cause I actually don't think the retinol is going to be better, but, <laughs> um, like, I feel like there's other, like more better alternatives, but I mean, it yeah. is, it does do wonders for, Aging, so it's it is unfortunate that I can't put it on my skin. But
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so interesting. Well, and again, once once I get my life together, I really do want to learn more about that. And I keep uh texting with my friend Skylar from Well and Worthy Coach. She does um she sells a beauty counter. And um mm-hmm. oh, anyway, mm-hmm. it's just all, all into products. that. And I'm like, Oh, like you just have your life together and like are doing all the right things and using all the right things. Um I just haven't taken the time to sit down and like look into it because i get i'm so hesitant to use different things because my Mm -hmm. skin was awful in high school it was terrible and then i did (laughs) rodan and fields and rodan and fields changed my life it cleared up my skin completely and it was amazing and then you
1: look like a really great skin so (laughs) well thank you well this this is
0: um just i i don't you hardly use anything now but i um the hand and Fields quit working. Like it wore off, it was not working, mm, and it was just yes. way too expensive to ha- not be working. So then yeah. I went to the dermatologist and um, tried all sorts of different things. and. Like, now I literally just wash my face with CeraVe in the shower <laughs> and put on, like, sunscreen. That's literally how yeah. idea. do. Um, and, like, I want to but create more of a routine. That's like, all you really need. Yeah. I know. Well, and that's what I keep I mean, telling myself. I actually myself heard someone say that. Yeah,
1: on. I was. I was just going to say that, um, that, that's, I've heard that too, that really if if the one thing, like one skincare product that you should use, if you can't use anything else or don't have time is sunscreen. Um, I mean, besides like a cleanser, but I mean, they said that you could, reduce or like stop signs of aging I forget what percent it was a crazy high percentage um just by wearing sunscreen so right well and that was one of the
0: (laughs) yeah no that was one of the first things my dermatologist told me like when I went in high school and was having all those breakouts and then I remember one of my good friends um she was telling me like she had beautiful skin and she would always like wear a hat or wear something like she would put on like lather up sunscreen and I'm like you know, tan like why are you putting on all the sunscreen because yeah. I can just lay out in the sun and bake all day and not burn um, oh, but she was like jelly. I saw this old woman and she had beautiful skin and I asked her how she had such beautiful skin and she said that she wears sunscreen every single day and so ever since my friend told me that story i like ever since i was like 15 because i would play tennis and i was always outside the sun and so like if i do one thing every day it is put on sunscreen yeah so that's amazing
1: yeah you're already like more than halfway there
0: (laughs) well and then i watch all of these like nighttime routine morning routine and like all these clean products and stuff and I want you to make a video I want to know what all you use like I might not use it all but I'm always so interested to see what people use Mm -hmm. and like you know just seeing different people's routines um I think that would be a great video idea (laughs) just yeah I have (laughs) um
1: I have one similar I can't remember what it was it's called but um I had done it um like a few weeks ago I talked about a few of the products that I use on my skin um Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to do a more deeper dive into maybe like the makeup and stuff I use as well um just because I mean what's kind of nice about the skincare products is I might notice some um bumps and I can kind of wait a little bit and have them like go down just because you're usually washing them off or they kind of come off while you're sleeping or something like that um but the makeup is where I feel like it's been the most challenging because you leave that on your skin for you know eight hours or more a day so um which unfortunately makeup is also a aging uh thing i guess um, yeah. or it makes you age faster <laughs> which is unfortunate um so that's why too in quarantine i've been trying to wear a little less makeup and really yeah, focusing on too. my skincare, just so yeah. you can go outside without you know with your skin still looking good um without any makeup
0: so <laughs> right. that's so true um okay last question um tips for a fresh feminine look that's question. a hard question.
1: <laughs> I can probably talk about that one for a long time. Um, so I'm actually, it's um, also a good question. So I'm actually putting together, I put in my stories, um, I think it was like a week or so ago, that I haven't done a free guide in a while. So I actually have a, mm-hmm. um, a free clean beauty guide, which speaking of which, um, where it kind of gives a checklist of all of the, I mean, I hate to use the word toxic because depending on who it is, it might not be, but I give a list of ingredients of things that I usually stay away from or things that have been known to kind of potentially have links to cancer or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so I had that and, um, and so I kind of was like, well, I haven't done a like a free fashion guide and so from the feedback that I got was a lot of people wanted to do kind of a checklist a similar checklist for an elegant wardrobe so Mm -hmm. I'm actually putting together that right now so it will again kind of yes it will include different categories so like tops bottoms, shoes like etc and it will have all the things listed for example um in i say dresses like i have like the shirt dress and a wrap dress so like different things like basic blocks that i build my wardrobe off of and mm-hmm. then um, i kind of will take it a step further and actually kind of do those um we call it, like a wardrobe avatar of uh-huh. putting like a top and a bottom and shoes and stuff together just so you can kind of see how i would build a look And I'm trying to, hopefully I would have it ready by next week, I would say. Um, And it's just kind of just a quick, you know, look of if you really don't know where to start with stuff to invest in or clothes to invest in, it's supposed to help with that of, you know, if you want to look more elevated and polished or professional, these are kind of the pieces that I would start with first.
0: Right. Oh, well, I am so excited for that. (laughs) So I'll let Um, you know when it's ready. (laughs) Yay. Well, you guys, thank you for listening. I'm so glad um, that Lindsay was able to do this with me today. Um, Y'all be sure to follow her and follow me. And I'll put our handles in the, the description of this podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next time.